to another episode of Creating Powerful Impact. I'm your host, Shay Wheat, founder and CEO of Grace and Ease Productions, where we support you in bringing amazing contacts and connections on this podcast. And we're going to take a look at a lot of behind the scenes today because I'm really excited to share with you today's guest. Scott Beebe is the founder of MyBusinessOnPurpose.com. And he's also the author of, check this out, I love the name of this book, Let Your Business Burn, Stop Putting Out Fires, Discover Purpose, and Build a Business That Matters. Oh my God, I'm so excited to talk to Scott. (laughs) But so, okay, Scott is an expert when it comes to processes, systems, and delegation. He serves small business owners and liberates them from the chaos of working on the details and just constantly putting out those fires and instead really focuses on building people, purpose, processes, and profit using the Business on Purpose Roadmap. So please help me welcome Scott to the Creating Powerful Impact stage. Hey, Scott. Hey, Shay. Thank you so much. I'm really, really excited. Love your your, your enthusiasm around it as well. I'm so excited because like, This is definitely a season of a lot of um, entrepreneurs that I'm connecting with. A lot of our clients are, you know, constantly going in this kind of limbo back and forth of putting out fires and working in the business, working on the business, building team, like how do you make it all work? But before we dive into that, is there anything else that you would like to share with us, um, background on you before we dive into content? Well, it's always helpful, I think, context-wise to just, you know, see uh, anybody as, a, as just a human being. Uh, we've got some pretty exciting milestones in our lives at the time of this recording. Uh, I will have a daughter married in 22 days. Uh, I will have my last child graduated from high school in about 45 days, and I will have celebrated our, uh, our 25th wedding anniversary here on June 6th. So we've got, we've got the milestones sort of stacked up here in a little bit. And uh, we're super excited about that. And our family, we actually have a mission as a family. We're one of those weird families that has a, a mission written down and we talk about it all the time. And, um, and our mission as a family is to be a light, to create space through adventure, wisdom, and time around the table. So I think to know anything about me, uh, is that uh, I love business. I think business is amazing. I love what we do and our mission as a business to liberate owners from chaos to make time for what matters most. But it really does drive uh, what we do as a family as well. So yeah, I don't know if that's helpful, but a little context about my home yeah. life. Well, and I think it is important because a lot of business owners come in going, oh, I've got to work on the business and then I have to like cut that brain off and then do the family thing. And so how does somebody you know, really one, have a business vision, mission, values, but then also incorporated into, you know, the family vision and values. Yeah. Your, your question is not an uncommon thought. Uh, sometimes it's not very well voiced and you've done a nice job voicing that, but um, we, we have a statement that we say all the time and it's, it, it's this life and business necessarily intersect. So if something happens in Shay's world at home, it's unreasonable for us to assume that Shay can compartmentalize that to home and never bring it into work um, and vice versa. Uh, we're human beings. We're not, we're not computers. We're not artificial intelligence. We're, we're actually uh, fluid human beings. And, uh, and so what we do, every client that we work with, we mandate that they go through a vision story process. It's a multi-page. By the way, here's a good definition of vision. 
A vision story is a detailed snapshot of the future of your business. It's very different from a mission and values. A lot of people don't fully understand how those three integrate. A vision is a detailed snapshot of the future, way, way out there, right? A, a set of values are three to five keywords or phrases that are the boundaries of decision-making or filters of decision-making. Think like a coffee filter. I'm going to put clean water in the top. It's going to come out looking, smelling, and tasting like the thing that was in the filter. And that's what we want our values to do when we're making decisions. But the mission statement, that should be 12 words or less. And boom, Shay, really power packed with why we're going to the detailed snapshot of the future of our business. So we name our vision. Well, and, and we're making decisions these ways or this way, but why are we going there? Well, that's your mission. The reason we're going to our vision is so that we can liberate owners from chaos. And so the very, uh, it, it's actually the second section of the vision that we have everybody do is called family freedom. So it's actually embedded in the business vision is what do you want for your family? And frankly, what do you want for your own freedom? Uh, I've learned about myself that I'm a, I'm a creative guy. I'm a wandering guy. I love to sort of just sit and think and see and create new things. Well, if I don't have space for that, then I get frustrated. And so in the freedom section, in my vision, I share this with our team every two months, by the way, six times a year, I go back over and remind them that I'm not going to do any coaching. I'm not going to do any, any administrative back work or marketing on Fridays. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go to Hardee's. It's a local fast food place, Carl Jr.'s out West. I'm going to go to Hardee's. At about 7.30 in the morning, sit down by myself. I'm going to get a number three combo, no cheese, large Coke Zero. Don't judge me, please. And I'm going to sit down and I'm going to have a notepad. It's actually my iPad with notes on it. And I'm going to stare out the window for about an hour. I'm just going to sit there and think, write. But that's in my vision because I realize that that part of who I am is going to affect everything else. Life and business necessarily intersect. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and no judgment on where you're going to. Thank you. Like Thank that. you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we work with a lot of creatives as well. And they, from what I see behind the scenes, pulling back the curtain is they don't necessarily always give themselves time to be in that visionary role yeah. and just let the brain go and continue to be creative and think of new things and help drive the entire company forward. Um, and it's kind of like a, a misstep, you know, yeah. feeling that they have to put out the fires. Is that what you see as well for your clients is like, oh, I've got to do this. I'm the only one that can, you know, answer this type of question. I'm, I'm becoming the bottleneck. Yeah. But how, how does somebody set up, you know, systems and processes so that they are working on it versus in it all the time? Mm -hmm. Great question. The uh, actually, if we're going to speak to creatives, let's let's speak in the language of creatives with poetry and literature and all that. So Annie Dillard, I'm going to paraphrase this quote because it's been a while since I read it. But Annie Dillard, one of the one of the great American writers, she she wrote down and she said a weekly schedule is a net for catching days. It's scaffolding by which a worker can work with both hands. Um. And then she goes on and on and poetically writes about the idea of a weekly schedule. And then she says this, she said, it is faked and willed and so brought into being. It's faked and willed and so brought into being. A lot of times we have this misnomer about people who are creative or frankly, anybody, but let's just, let's just focus on creatives. We have this misnomer 
that that that, that us wonders, us inventors, we just sort of you know uh, get inspired when we walk past a fruit tree, and we just sort of make something up, right? Well, in reality, most great artists, most great writers, most great creators operate according to a weekly schedule, and so they'll go on a vigorous walk every morning at five thirty, right? And they'll do it repetitively. And then they'll sit down at their desk, their studio, their creation space, wherever that might be at this time. And they'll do that until 12. And then they'll have a meal at 12. And so they're hyper regimented, the ones usually that are the best in terms of creativity. And uh, I've got a friend who, uh, his name's Chad Jeffers. He's one of the guitarists for Carrie Underwood. Um, I like to throw that out because it makes it sound like I know Carrie Underwood and I don't at all, but I know Chad. (laughs) And, um, And, and so I asked him, I, I saw that uh, they were doing a Las Vegas residency, Carrie Underwood was. So I texted Chad. I was like, hey, curious, how long does it take you to prepare for something like that? And shit, blew my mind. Uh, he said, they as a band will practice for two months, six to seven days a week, mm. 10 to 12 hours a day. Wow. He said, but I will often get the music before then. And I will practice a month in advance of that six to seven days a week. 10 to 12 hours a day. And so these Uber creatives, we show up to their concerts and we think they all just kind of figure this out and make this up. And we say in our head, stupid stuff like this. Well, they only, they only play like three hours a night, three nights a week, you know, but the reality is, is that's when they've shown up. But the reality of their play is for three months, seven days a week, 12 hours a day, they're scripted. They're highly scripted. And so let's take that mindset along with the Annie Dillard quote that a weekly schedule is willed and it's faked, therefore it's brought into being. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that I would encourage all of us to do, I submit to myself, is to build an ideal weekly schedule. This is not your calendar. Your calendar is your calendar. It's fluid and it's going to move, right? But an ideal weekly schedule is that when you get to the end of your week, to be able to go, if I got to the end of my week and and my week looked this way. I would know that I'm winning in life. I'm taking the best part of who I am, the gifts, the skills that I've been given, the mission that I've got, the vision that I'm going to, and I lived out this week in that way, I know that I've crushed it at that point. The problem is, Shay, most people won't allow themselves the discipline to actually sit down and write that because they they live under the uh, the excuse that it's robotic. And my goodness, I, I'm not going to be a robot. We're like, no, 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 you're not a robot, but you need boundaries. And so this is a mantra we live, we live by. Boundaries bring freedom, but you won't have freedom if you're not willing to set the boundary. Boundaries bring freedom. Yeah, it, it seems kind of counterintuitive. Very paradoxical. Um, think about this. All right. So San Francisco, uh, where you live. Yep. So you've got the great Golden State Warriors, right? At the time that we're talking here, Steph Curry is draining three-point shots you know, from, from beyond the arc. Well, here's the reality. Steph Curry, actually from uh, uh, North Carolina, and he, yeah, uh, played at Davidson uh, University or college, whatever, right there north of Charlotte, and so he got all of his training there, but Steph Curry is just sort of a gangly little guy without the boundary of a basketball court, Mm. but because somebody 100 or 200 years ago created the boundary of a basketball court, and then Steph Curry worked within the boundary of schedules, practice schedules, period schedules, weight training schedules, shot schedules, all those sorts of things. So put boundaries of a basketball court together with the regiment of a schedule. And now Steph Curry is Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. But you take all of that away 
And Steph Curry's just a dude, just mm-hmm. a guy walking around town, right? But if you want to become great at anything or marginally good at anything, submit yourselves to healthy boundaries, to agreed upon boundaries, and then begin to regiment yourself around this idea of a weekly schedule and delegate the things that you really don't like. Now, if you're in a startup, it's hard to do that uh, eventually, but you've got to start doing that down the road. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. So what about the ones that are in it? And they're putting out the fires and they don't necessarily see themselves as a creative, but they're the business owner that's just making it happen. How, how, what would you suggest for them to, would it be the same thing of like put the the schedule in and part of that regimented schedule is having some visionary time? Well, everybody needs to start with their vision because there's old Jewish adage where there is no vision, people scatter, right? And so that's an old, old proverb from thousands of years ago. There's also another one. uh, It was actually from a Middle Eastern prophet who said this, write the vision down so that those who read it may run. A lot of times the reason that we're constantly putting out fires is, uh, well, there's two main reasons. Number one is because we want to feel like a superhero. And when we put out a fire that's nowhere near burning our house down, it still makes us feel like a superhero because we put the fire out, right? And so we've got this ego that needs to be stroked. All of us. I don't don't care how nice you are and kind you are. We all have an ego that needs to be stroked. And so every time we solve a problem, even even if the problem doesn't need to be solved, let, let me tell you where the title of the book came from. And I think this will help with some context. So I've got a friend named Jesse Cole. He owns a, uh, a, a, well, it's a business, but it's a baseball team called the Savannah Bananas. And they now travel around the country. It's called Banana Ball. It's kind of like the Harlem Globe, Globetrotters, but for baseball. Mm-hmm. And he and I were having lunch in Savannah. Uh, I don't know, this is three or four years ago. And we sat down and I was really struggling with how to title the book. And he said, Scott, I, I want you, always want you to remember whatever everybody else is doing, do the opposite. And so if you were to take that mantra, how would you title the book? He said, what's everybody doing? I said, well, everybody's putting out fires. All the business owners we work with are constantly putting out fires. I said, but the problem is most of the fires are nowhere close to the house of their business to burn it down. They just need to like, let it go. Right. He said, so if everybody's putting out fires, what would the opposite be? Let it burn. And he goes, oh my gosh, I love it. And I'm like, I don't get it. I said, to let it burn, burn the house down. He said, Scott, you just told me that most of the fires are no threat to the house and eventually they'll just burn out on their own. Well, what ends up happening is if we don't operate by a weekly schedule, what we start doing is listening to the latest, loudest voice. So if I'm knee deep in what Cal Newport would call deep work and Shay calls me and goes, hey, you think you can help me do this, but it's not in my formal scope. It will not help me get to my vision. It's nowhere tied to my mission. But I respond anyway, because I, I don't want to let Shay down, right? And this is a fire over here. Shay calls me and goes, hey, Scott, there's this really ambiguous page on your website that's showing a 404 error. I, I don't need to respond to that right now. What I can do is I can put that somewhere downstream in an open spot available in my week to work on random stuff, which everybody should have available. And I'll get to that down the road. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let that fire burn for now. And you know what? It may just burn itself out mm-hmm. in time. And so where does a person start where they're in it? By the way, if you're not a creative, congratulations, because you don't have to live with the burden of being a creative. So that's a great place to start. Um, But a really great place to start uh, is writing your vision down. And I'll give you seven categories that you can use as a framework that'd be really helpful. I'll go through them really fast. Number one, 
is the term of your vision. How far out is that vision? I recommend no more than about 36 to 48 months. Life moves so fast. The 10, 15, 20 year vision, good grief. You, I, I, you know, what exists today won't even exist then. So, well, and know, if the pandemic showed us anything, like it can turn point. on a head, you know, yes. all of a sudden we're now flip flopped all over. That's exactly place. right. So, so three that. months out is probably a pretty good term. The mm-hmm. second category is that family and freedom. What do you want for your family? What do you want for your personal schedule and freedom within that three year time? Well, I'd love to go on a vacation to the Western part of Italy. Okay, write it down. Uh, but like, this is a business vision. I don't care. Write it down, write it down. Then what do you want for your freedom? Well, you know, you mentioned not doing like core work on Fridays. That's I, I like to work, but I'd love to do the things that I love to do on Fridays. Great. Write it down. And so we write all that stuff down. Third section is your finances, your financial starting with profit. How much net income do you want to generate by that third year? which then should tell you how much revenue you're going to need to generate to get to the bottom line of the net income. And you're like, well, I don't know how much net income I need. Go to your family freedom. How much is it going to be to fund that? Mm. So now you see we're tying our net income. It's not just some random number that's going to grow, grow, and grow. Uh, We see that all over the place. People making millions of dollars and they're miserable. We don't want you to be that. We want you to make good net income that funds the family and the freedom. The fourth section is what product are you offering to generate the revenue that's going to fund your family and freedom in the next three years? And so talk about your products and services, what they are, what you want them to be, and what margin of that finances they're going to be. Then the next obvious section is your team. What team is it going to take to to market, sell, fulfill, and administer those products or services to generate that revenue to fund your family and freedom in that period of time? Then after the team, what's your ideal client? This is one of our biggest sections, by the way. You actually mentioned a phrase that's in our vision story, and it's, I'm constantly putting out fires. We hear that from people all the time. So we train our team that these are the key phrases to listen for. Uh, Throwing Hail Marys, putting out fires, constantly spinning plates. We have all of that written down in our vision story. So we understand what an ideal client looks like. And the seventh section is the culture. If I were sitting... Uh, in a restaurant and Shay were on the other side of the booth and Shay was a client of ours. And I heard Shay talking about us, but she didn't know I was here. What would I want Shay to say? What would I want to hear you say? Well, let's write that down. So you get all that written down. And now we've got a multi-page detailed snapshot of the future of our our business. So I can start making day-to-day decisions within the boundaries of a weekly schedule to help us get to where we're wanting to go. Um, bomb dropping right now. Like, okay, everybody go back and re-listen to all seven of these things that Scott just laid out for us. That's huge. And that's a great next best step on taking action on creating really the business vision and all of the mission and values and putting the systems and processes in place. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Sadly, we have to start like wrapping this up. Um, I know we could probably talk for a whole another 90 minutes without a doubt, but um, before we kind of get into like your last thoughts and, you know, action steps for our audience, I know you have a gift for us um, and the audience to start taking some action and, and taking a look at where they're actually at in business. Can you share more about that? Yeah, certainly. So we've got something called a healthy owner assessment. And what we're able to do is we built, uh, worked a long time to build metrics to where a small business owner between two and 50 employees 
can go through, I don't remember how many questions it is, 15, 18, 12, something like that. And it will actually give you a metric valuation of the back-end health of your business, vision, mission, value, systems, process, org chart, job roles, all those sorts of things between zero and 45. And we'll tell you where you're at. It's kind of like getting a blood drawn mm -hmm. to tell you where your, where your blood levels are. This tells you where the blood level of your business is to understand the health of that business. The higher, the better, the lower, we're struggling a little bit, but it, at least it gives you some sobriety to go, okay, this is where I think we need help with in next steps and what to do. So if you just go to mybusinessonpurpose.com forward slash healthy, mybusinessonpurpose.com forward slash healthy, and that will pop up. If you're on your phone, when you pull it up, turn your phone sideways. Uh, it's a real weird thing that you do to scroll up. But yeah, if you'll just go to mybusinessonpurpose.com forward slash healthy, it'll take you five to seven minutes and it'll be, uh, be some of the best time that you can spend. Beautiful. And we will also have the link in the show notes so you can take a look at it there as well. I love having essentially a, a roadmap to go, okay, this is where I'm at. Yeah. And now what are the steps I need to take in order to get to the next level? We essentially do the same thing with, you know, our, our level of and phases of business to utilize events. So it's like, okay, this is what I do now. How do I get to the next level? How do I get to the next level? And it's just kind of broken out. So I love that you've got this health assessment for behind the scenes on businesses so they can stop putting out fires. That's and right. Just let it burn. Let it burn. <laughs> let it, there's some that need to be put out, but most of them do not. You're right. Beautiful. So as we wrap up today, what would you say is um, the takeaway or memorable note that you would like to leave our audience with? Yeah. Well, we know statistically, Shay, most people aren't going to implement. Joe Calloway said vision without implementation is hallucination. Um, and what I'm hoping is that at least a percentage of the of your listeners that are listening to our conversation here, what they'll do is they'll go to their calendar and they'll block off about 20, 30 minutes and they'll sit down to take those seven categories. I just looked, if you go to mybusinessonpurpose.com forward slash vision, we actually have a blog post there that will walk you through and show you those categories. So if you need to listen to those again, you can go there, spend 20 or 30 minutes and just, just do a brain dump within those seven categories of what you think. Try to be as specific as you can with the information that you have. But where there is no vision, people scatter. And most of the reason that we feel scattered is because we don't have that vision written down. So where can you start? 20, 30 minutes, take that healthy assessment first, five to seven minutes will be really easy, but then block time on your calendar, 20 or 30 minutes to start walking through some of those sections to give you a little bit of clarity that, okay, I'm going that general direction and I'm not going that general direction over there. Beautiful. I love it. Thank you, Scott. Thank you for being with us here today. And thank you all for joining us on another episode of Creating Powerful Impact. I'm really, really excited for you to start taking all of these lessons and resources that you've learned here from Scott today, start implementing them and create even more impact in your own world. So until next time, have an outstanding rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening to the Creating Powerful Impact podcast. If you are a successful coach, speaker, author, or thought leader who would like to be on this program, Simply visit creatingpowerfulimpact.com forward slash guest. If you are someone who got something out of this interview, would you please do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials. Also, if you know somebody that would be a great guest, 
tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag creating powerful impact. I love seeing all of your posts and great guest selections. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and they really mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more about us? Head on over to our website, raceandeaseproductions.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Just look for Grace and Ease Productions on your favorite platform. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.